And then one of the other really big key ones is the power of language and how important is the words that we speak, you know, speak to our colleagues, speak to the people around us, um, how our brain doesn't differentiate between good or bad, fact or fiction or healthy or unhealthy. It simply believes what you tell it. So how the power of language can be really, really important when you are in a stressful environment or when you are managing a team or when you are like working in that dynamics of um, that corporate or that, you know, business or whatever it is, uh, especially as a leader, I think is, is really important. Hi, this is Julie Hyde. Thanks for joining me on Making Account, a podcast dedicated to inspiring leaders and business owners to be even better leaders, to create a great culture, empower their people and be more productive. So let's get into it. Yasmin Darwish is my guest today. Yasmin is a former corporate success turned kinesiologist and employee wellness enthusiast who brings along 15 years worth of corporate experience working for some big organizations who now runs her own successful kinesiology business for which has continued success changing people's lives. Yasmin's work is now dedicated to helping people and companies engage in mindset and wellness activities that are proven to increase overall well-being and productivity. Kinesiology and wellness sessions have empowered hundreds of men and women to grow and achieve their goals. She's been able to help them move forward from that stuck and stagnated feeling, which can really hold a lot of us back, and allowing them to have the strength and inspiration to achieve anything that they truly desire. Now, this is a really great chat and I think one that will interest you and also bust any beliefs that you have about kinesiology being a bit woo-woo, which is definitely something I had. So we chat about what kinesiology is all about, how it can assist with stress and burnout, um, her workplace wellness approach, and also the importance of filling your own cup first. So I know you're going to enjoy this one. So grab a coffee, sit back and relax. Yasmin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm very excited to be chatting with you today and we've got a lot to talk about. So shall we just get straight into it? Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'd love you to tell our listeners a little bit about your journey and how you've got to where you are today because it's quite fascinating. Yes, thank you. So, um, yeah, it is, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Um, so I started my career um, about so 15 years ago. I started, fell into actually the recruitment industry after studying a business management degree, majoring in HR. Um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that time. So I kind of, like I said, fell into recruitment through a friend who said, come and be a receptionist. And that wasn't really what I wanted to do. But she said, get your foot in the door, you know, see if you like it. And then within a couple of months, I became a recruitment consultant. Um, And prior to that, I worked for Emirates Airlines and I was um, an air hostess. And so I lived in Dubai for three years and that was really amazing. Um, And then prior to that, obviously, I actually was in recruitment as well. So I started recruitment, then moved to Dubai for a few years because I loved the travel and I had the the travel bug Uh, and then came home. Um, and fell back, you know, went back to recruitment. Um, but what I found was, you know, growing up, I, I loved to travel and I wanted to continue to do that. 
but um, you know, it was hard to kind of take so much time off and so forth. Um, I also, you know, then once I did come back from Dubai, I felt pretty um, displaced. I didn't really know where my place was. You know, I was 30 at the time. My friends had all moved forward in their careers and in relationships and I almost came home and had to start life all over again, you know, moved back with mum and dad, had to start my career all over again Uh, and I really struggled to, I guess, find myself. Um, and then it wasn't until I thought, okay, I needed something. I didn't have a partner, so I felt like I hadn't really gotten very far in life. Uh, but then I decided to buy an apartment and thought that might be, you know, validate my, something about, you know, where I wanted to go in my life. So I did that. I bought a beautiful place in Docklands, but then, you know, it was very expensive to just live and pay um, my mortgage and bills. So it was all, so everything just felt a little bit, I just didn't feel the very best that I could feel. You know, no. I felt really um overwhelmed and just not in a good place so that's when this the anxiety started kicking in um so I started to feel quite a bit of anxiety um every morning I would wake up and I knew I wasn't feeling the the way I should be feeling so really anxious hating my job you know not enjoying life and just feeling really stuck and unsure about what was next Mm -hmm. so um you know it wasn't until I was talking to a friend and, you know, I had amazing friends and family. So it's not like I didn't have people to talk to. It's not like I didn't have a great support network, but I just felt so lost and I really didn't know who to turn to. So when I was just chatting to a girlfriend, she just mentioned kinesiology and I was like, no idea what that is. Like many people still don't really know. Um, And then I said, and she said to me, it's hard to explain, don't know what it is, but it's been amazing for me. And I said, okay, well, I was desperate and I was willing to try anything. Mm. So I went and had my first kinesiology session. Um, and then when I discovered that, it literally changed my life. So that's, you know, kind of how I got into it myself after, you know, finally finding my calling. And, and I was quite intuitive growing up, but I didn't really listen to that little kind of those signs. So... Yeah. When I finally, and I knew that recruitment wasn't my be all or end all, like I knew there was more that I could give and I really wasn't sure what that was. And for a long time, I really didn't know what that looked like mm. until I went through my own adversity, which then to where I am today. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a, a definitely that I had to go through to, you know, uh, be where I am at the moment. Mm. So, I mean, lots of great positive experiences in there. And then you've, I know it's tried and tested the kinesiology and your walking and talking example of how uh, wonderful it is. So, um, and from when I heard you speak about it, I think before that, I thought it might've been a bit woo woo. Like I had heard of it and a friend had actually been um, and had a couple of sessions with someone and and had some really good results from that. Like really helped her when her father passed away. Yeah. Uh, but when I heard you talk about it, I was like, wow, this is a real success tool because it's interesting that you say that you were quite intuitive, but you didn't listen to that little voice, which I think is really common. I think not only with women, but with men as well. But I think women tend to push that down and just be doing what they think they should be doing rather than listening and, and tuning into that. So can you share? what kinesiology is really all about 
Absolutely. And again, this is a really um, interesting one because a lot of people, even when I explain it, they still can't quite understand, but it's, so I'll, you know, I'll explain it as simple as I can, but it, yeah. until you actually come and experience it or I do that demonstration, people then get it. But mm. it really comes from chi- it, it, the principles of Chinese medicine and chiropractic. So what I do is I use the muscle test, which is the part of the chiropractic side. Yeah indicates whether or not there's a stress response in your body. So when I muscle test, when it's a weak muscle, when the arm goes down, that means that there is stress that you're holding on to and we need to get into that a little bit deeper. Mm. And when it's a strong muscle where the arm doesn't move, that means it's a positive, so there's nothing further we need to do. So what it does, though, it taps into the body's subconscious because we use our subconscious 90% of the time. So what we're doing is we're actually getting the answers from within rather than just from a conscious level. And because our subconscious, because we use it 90% of the time, that holds all of our belief systems, our stress, our trauma, our emotions, and that's the Chinese medicine element of it. So the Chinese medicine element is the meridians, which are energy pathways in our body, which we need to make sure are in flow. It could be chakras. It could be, like I said, belief systems. It could be a whole range of things. But ultimately what we're doing is your body knows when you're well and when you're not well. And by me using the muscle test, I'm actually able to ask the body questions. The body responds with the muscle test. And then we need to then work out, okay, so where are you holding the stress? Is it an emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, nutritional? So it's a holistic modality. Um, And it's just really trying to, it's almost like I'm communicating to your body and your body's responding. Mm. And then we want to bring the body back into holistic balance. We want to bring that body back into flow. Um, working on the energy field and working on your physical body as well. So, you know, ultimately it's it's finding out where the stress is, whether it's a physical, mental, emotional or nutritional uh, and making sure that your body's back into balance so that you can move forward in all areas of your life. And there are no limitations as well, you know. Um, you know, it can be anything that you truly want to work on um, and we the core of it rather than Band-Aid it, which I think is really key. Yes. It's just giving you, you know, something to just go, let's mask for now or that's just, you know, because it, it may come back. We get to the core of the issue um, and then work with that so then you don't, it doesn't have to be a reoccurring uh, situation. And if it's a physical thing, a lot of the time the physical pain that you may get in an area of your body usually manifests from a emotional or mental mm. stress. So the body is very innate and very, very clever. Um, And that's when I mentioned earlier about that gut feeling. It's like our body knows. So it's really about listening to that. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? And um, like you said um, before, like the whatever it is that you're hanging on to. Now you could have hung on, you could have been hanging on to this for a very long time, couldn't you? It could be something from childhood or even something recent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I had a client the other day who was holding on to something that happened a couple of months ago and was really affecting her family and really it came up that she needed to let that go because she didn't want to actually speak to that person face-to-face. So, mm. you know, that would have eaten her up if she hadn't actually, if we hadn't recognised that in a session. Um, with a belief system, again, I know I use this example of when, say, perhaps you were 10 and you were reading in front of a class and you said the wrong word and then all of a sudden all the kids laugh at you, you then become, you, you then have this fear of public speaking you know so these are the traumas or, or things that can happen to you or a belief system you know financially if if your parents are always saying that money is no good or that you have to work hard for your money that's mm. a belief system you can carry into adulthood life mm. which 
which is a belief system that you have. So you might struggle to save money or you might struggle to, you know, you might think money comes in, money goes out because that's a belief system from when you were younger. Yeah, awesome. So it's really a great technique to let go of things that are holding us back both physically, like in terms of pain, but also mentally and emotionally. So, And it could be, you know, just anything that, um, yeah, emotional especially, because I find especially in the corporate world or in anything, we don't, we suppress or we don't, aren't able to communicate or express how we feel. So we suppress, suppress, suppress. What that means is that we're just masking and then that actually turns into a bigger situation, whether that's depression, anxiety, yeah. um, a whole range of other mental health issues, which I yes. think we're seeing more these days. Um, and that's because people aren't able to express themselves. So mm. they're just bottling all of this emotion um up which is really unhealthy for a lot of people for for a lot of people yeah absolutely so can we talk about that for a sec because as you say like the stress and anxiety is really i think it's becoming more prevalent um particularly you know in the business world but also just overall but i'm finding that um i know from working with a lot of clients um in business that they're having to manage a lot of their employees who are in complete overwhelm. Like they just total overwhelm. So kinesiology can help in these situations too, like the stress, the anxiety, the the trauma, like the complete just meltdown, which often comes from exhaustion. Yeah, and it's just about tools and techniques to help manage that because Mm. it's really how we respond Mm. you know how we respond to the situation how we respond to things that are happening at work how we respond to stress um and sometimes it's just not really understanding where why this where the stress is coming from or you know is it a particular manager or is it a particular person or is it a particular feeling or is it a particular not being able to handle the work like but really kinesiology can really get to the core of it without the microphones actually having to have the answers and that's the really good thing is that i give the body answers um so the my clients can come in and they i feel really stressed i don't know why and then we muscle test and go okay it's because of this emotion for this reason does that make sense to you yes oh now i know they become aware of it and then they can start to put practices in place to be able to overcome that and whether that's managing it through making sure that you're breathing properly or going for a walk or doing a to-do list or doing some emotional stress response which is a technique that i teach a lot in my workshops and so forth so Awareness is key in this situation when it comes to stress, overwhelm, burnout and all of that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, perfect. Now, I do want to talk about your workshops, but I just want to touch on something because often people um, can be a little resistant to uh, maybe a group environment. So I know you have a really gorgeous place where people can come and see you. It's really private and you do that one-on-one consulting with people as well. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's important. It's about, you know, clients coming in and us building that trust and then yeah. being able to come in with no judgment, you know, like they can talk to a friend or talk to somebody, um, but they're a bit of afraid of what they might say or whatever. But well, sessions with myself, it is really come in, there's no judgment, I'm not there to judge you, I'm not I'm there to support you and guide you so that you become the best version of yourself because mm. you know my motto is when you become the best version of yourself, then everything else falls into place. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've certainly got that demeanour and that uh, communication style that would make people feel very 
safe, which is important. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know when I was researching after I had um, met you, I was very excited to find out about your workplace wellness activities because my um, audience is a lot of business owners and leaders um, who do listen in. So, and I know that providing a healthy workspace is very important to a lot of people. So, can you um, let us know about these workshops that are proven to increase our overall well-being and productivity, which is key as well? Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. I guess the best thing about it is what I do generally is I teach people how to self-muscle test themselves. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, it's about um, that's a really key part of the, the workshop and people love that because it's something a bit different and so it's a really great way to get the response mm-hmm. and people can go away and have a play with that. It's, it's really good. Um, and then the, and then what I really love to, to um, teach people is the difference between stress and burnout, you know, how important it is to understand stress and that you know when we do stress our our adrenals go into overdrive we go into fight or flight response and then we start to not be able to make clear decisions and so forth so I then give a few techniques as how to manage that and then we talk about burnout and the importance of the difference between burnout and stress because if we don't do anything about our stress then we go into absolute burnout Mm. and that you know, it takes a lot longer to recover. You don't be, you're not good to anybody. You're not good at work. You're not good at home. And then, so it's just a bit of a spiral. And then it's a lot, like I said, harder to, to move forward from that. Um, and then I give some tips around, so burnout, for instance, you know, learning to say no um, is a really hard one for a lot of people. But if you learn to say no in a way that's going to support you and your work environment, then that's going to be a better way for you, um, you know, to be able to thrive in your workplace, as well as things like, you know, self-care and, and listening to your body. Mm. So I really on those things initially ways to start your day to success because the way we start our day can dictate the rest of how our day pans out you yeah know, you wake up done something that you haven't slept well or you've had a bit of a, a morning that's kind of thrown your whole day off if you go in that energy of that day then it really throws your whole day off so making sure you sleep well making sure you do perhaps exercise if you can setting some really strong intentions foundations around what it is that you want in that day or in life in general mm. you know um, being able to meditate if you can um, because that allows you to feel centered and feel grounded and then anything you tackle through that day regardless of how stressful it is you'll won't be as reactive yeah so it's about giving you some techniques then we go through some mindfulness techniques about how you can practice those on a daily basis at work amongst a, a team um and then one of the other really big key ones is the power of language and how important is the words that we speak you know speak to our colleagues speak to the people around us um how our brain doesn't differentiate between good or bad fact or fiction or healthy mm-hmm. or unhealthy it simply believes what you tell it so yeah how the power of language can be really, really important when you are in a stressful environment or when you are managing a team or when you are, like, working in that dynamics of um, that corporate or that, you know, business or whatever it is, uh, especially as a leader, I think, is, is really important. So really what I do is I give my workshop um, guests, I guess, you know, some really good tangible techniques that they're able to use and take away with them, you know, so they can... And, you know, the workshops, uh, when I started them, I was really blown away by the feedback. I, you know, didn't really think that 
the information I was going to give was going to be so profound, but honestly, it's um, it's been a huge success, and I've had some really great um, feedback from a lot of the workshops. And you know, they're not, I, and I know that time is of the essence, so they're not, you know, long. They're an hour. Um, you know, they're nice and quick for people okay. to come. And, yeah, people love them, and they get, like I said, not everyone will get everything out of it. But as long as someone takes one or two things out of the workshop, then you know, I've kind of done my job and. And then I run some other workshops outside of sort of corporate. I do my own workshops where I go into a little bit more stuff like vibrational energy and um, a few other things that perhaps, you know, is a little bit different to perhaps what I would do in a corporate workshop. Mm. But I like to tailor it to my audience as well, which I think is very important. Yes, I agree. Well, that all sounds fascinating. I love the tangibles, of course. Yeah. (laughs) And there's nothing worse than sitting in a workshop and you thinking it's just another wellness workshop. It's These are about really important things that you can actually do both in your personal and in your professional life. So I really do give both that um, I think will benefit uh, both personal and professional. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. So I'm changing tact just for a minute um so as you know i'm really passionate about changing our culture of busy so i'm really keen to understand how you manage busy you seem extremely calm but as an entrepreneur as a mom as a wife um as a friend daughter how do you manage all the demands well you know it's interesting coming out of you know, nine months or nine and a half months since having my little girl. Um, It was a big change. So busy is different now. Um, (laughs) Not busy as in, you know, lots on. there's lots on, but it's busy as in managing being a mum and trying to get my head around, you know, that real change of lifestyle from Mm. doing all my own things to, you know, having my own freedom to then having to then, you know, look after a little beautiful little girl who just, you know, is so active and so forth. So, yeah, I think balance is key and I think it's really, really important um, to be able to have my own time as well as have my time for her and have time for my husband and my friends. So it really is just making sure that I do have that balance. So I went back to work one day a week just recently, um, you know, four and a half months into when Matilda was born because I felt like I needed to continue to fulfil my cup and do what I was passionate about. And my clients kept saying, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? So I felt like the universe was saying, come on, just go back. You don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. But of course, then, you know, family, um, there's, you know, friends. So it really is prioritising and knowing that when I look after me and do the things that I love, then I know that I'll become a better mum, a better wife, you know, a better daughter and all those other things. So I don't, I try not to use the word busy. I like to look look for the word I like to say full I like yeah. to say you know, um just managing and then knowing when to pull back as well yeah, yeah. really a lot yeah. of people learning to say no and I think that's a huge one um especially in women like I think I don't have to say yes to everything and if we can't do something or if I know I'm going to be stretched or if I know that you know things need to happen at home and I need to be home for that day but it's just about learning to say no in a way that's not disrespecting or saying no. It's just about working out what's going to be right for me and my family. Um, so it is a bit of a juggling act. But I've also been very fortunate that I've had some time off um, after having uh, Matilda. And this year I hope I think will be a little bit different. I am hoping to ramp things up soon. Um, but, again, just balance I think is key and still continuing to fill my cup because when I go to work like yesterday when I was seeing my clients 
I felt so excited once I'd finished knowing that the rest of the weekend I have time with Tilly and my husband and all that sort of stuff. So I think that's key. Yeah. It's finding what works best for you, yes. learning to say no when you feel you need to and just finding a balance and do what something that makes you feel alive mm. I think is really important. Yes, great points. And music to my ears, Yasmin, <laughs> especially around the point of no so, and the prioritising because you've got to, You've got to make sure you actually do that because it's just not going to happen when you're getting pulled in all different directions. Totally, and and we can so get caught up in in so much. Oh, I'm so busy, and I've got so much on. And but again, it is really it's a language. Language is so key in a lot of things we do. Um, you know, the way that we speak, the words that we speak. If we're constantly busy, then you're constantly going to have things coming to you to continue to keep you busy. Yeah, and it but creates if, a lot of drama. Drama, pressure, stress, that is not necessary if you kind of just really think about what's what's a priority and what's important to yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Now, I love asking this question uh, of my guests, and that is, what is something that really annoys you? Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say... I'm going to say phones at the moment. Okay. Um, the times that, and I'm probably guilty of this, is how much time we seem to spend on our phones, oh. whether that's my husband <laughs> and I know he uses it for work, um, that disconnect, that something at all, you know, when we're out with friends and people, everyone's on, and, you know, I can say I'm guilty of it sometimes, but, you know, just that, I wish we could all, everyone could just put their phones away when we come together, you know, and just be present and be amongst each other and yeah. just enjoy each other's company because I find that, you know, time is so precious. As you know, this year has really flown and you don't get these times back. So it's so quick to go to your phone and just be sitting there and doing whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and especially I think it's probably when we're out and we're all, at the table at lunch and everyone's on their phones and so that's probably one of the things you know and I think the other thing too is is this is probably is people that and I know and I wouldn't say rudeness but I find that I want people to always understand that I and I am a big believer in somebody maybe going through something quite difficult and so forth but yeah I just people that are rude really annoy me as well yeah absolutely I'm with you on that one I just think there's no need yeah. No, I just no, and I get it. And again, I always, I always think, okay, but ha- perhaps something's, something's happened. Perhaps there, something bad's happened to them. Perhaps you know, you don't know what people are going through. But mm. yeah, anyway, probably my two. Yeah, your two. <laughs> I love it. And there's real merit actually just touching on the phones because it's a massive time waster. And I know oh. on some phones they have the reports as to how long you've been. You've, <laughs> and I must admit, I got mine last week, and I was like, you have got to be joking. Like uh, yeah. it was something like four hours a day, exactly and yet, what I I know. yeah. And I would swear to you that I did not use my phone that much. I was horrified. So that's going on my goal list. I'm with you to, to reduce the amount. I, I just upgraded my software, and I was like, oh, so now it gives me a report. And I thought it meant four hours something a week, and I was like, that's not bad. That's, that's right. Any- and then I looked at it, and I went four hours a day, and I'm like, and I've got like. 
I don't know how, I don't even think I look at it, but I think once six o'clock, seven o'clock when my little one's asleep, I must, I must consume some, but it is. And I'm very guilty. I just, I learned to just go, no, the phone is not a priority. There's yeah. so much more to life because it is such a time waster. Um, so I also am putting that on my uh, intention list this year is Good. less time. Yes. So. Awesome. We can keep each other accountable. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved chatting with you um, and I could go on <laughs> chatting. So I, I, could talk about, so I could talk about this topic and for so long, um, but, yeah, I know yeah, we've got some limited time. So we'll yeah, no, I can tell you're very passionate about what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my final question for you is how would you like to be remembered? So I really hope that I um, can be remembered by helping people become the best versions of themselves and make changes they never thought that they could make Mm. Um, because I am a big believer that you don't have to do things alone. Um, You don't have to go through life feeling stuck or unsure or lack of confidence or unsure of what to do or feeling anxious or feeling all of the feels that you may not be able to do moving forward. Um, there is so many people out there to help and support you, but, you know, I just hope that, and and I think I've been pretty fortunate to have a lot of clients really make some life-changing, um, you know, experiences and that's the best thing about my job. So I really hope I can be remembered by, you know, people saying if it wasn't for Yasmin, I wouldn't be where I am today or the support that she gave was amazing and I'm just a big, I just love helping people because I know how important it is and, and how if you just reach out and decide to make a change, then you can absolutely really do anything that you truly desire. It's first of all making, wanting to make the change and being committed to it. So, yeah, I hope that people can, I can yeah, be remembered by helping people make some serious changes in their life. Yasmin, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. That's right. Thank you so much for having me and I've really enjoyed our time today. Pleasure. Thank you so much for your generosity. And what I will do is on the show notes, I will share the link for um, how people can get in touch with you. So I have no doubt you'll be hearing from many. So thanks for your time, Yasmin. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business, and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me, julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.